Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Jard. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <sighs> so, what's up? <laughs> Have we just got that comfy now that we just... Yeah. Yeah, What'd good. it do? Yeah, good. What'd it do? Good. <laughs> how, how, how are you? I'm beautiful. <laughs> So, <laughs> I will say on the way here, driving on 87, all I could think about was Jess's episode last week. Uh, oh, because you were driving yeah. on 87. Okay. Yeah. Like, taking it the whole way here. I, there, yeah, I was just like, I wonder, like, where exactly? Mm. Maybe if it'll stop raining. <laughs> I can go investigate. Is it still not stopped yet? Not enough for that trail to dry up. Wow. Wow, that's... that's like, fun. no shit. It's every other day. Also yeah, it just... Yeah. Wow. Even when yesterday. it's not forecasted. Like, it, it's forecast to be like, oh, it's going to be sunny and 93 today. And then it's like, oh, surprise, it's raining. <laughs> for once, it's... Uh, we've not got the rain. <laughs> <sighs> well, we finally had a few days of sunshine, so it's been good. Yeah, that picture of you that you sent last week in the chat. What was it last Sunday? You sent in the chat. Oh, that was <laughs> brilliant! <adorable. laughs> At the sundown in the air in the mazda, that was great. That was good. Absolutely adorable. <laughs> Perfectly, Perfectly splendid. splendid. <laughs> <laughs> brain cell, y'all share the same brain cell. I hate that. that y'all are gonna, y'all are gonna split that thing in half if y'all keep tugging at it. So not hard. only do I hate the quote to begin with, the fact that I had to say it, but the fact that we said it at the same fucking time. <laughs> I'm fine. What it's is fine. Rex barking about? Mm, probably my cackling. Anyway. Well, I had band practice yesterday, which was good. Oh, is that fun? Yeah, great. It's so good to be playing together again. Looks like it's been a Love fucking it. long ass time now. Yeah, well, it's been almost two years since we did a gig. So. Blasted. That's, that's too long. That's too long. Two more weeks and it'll be our first one in a long time. Damn. Damn. So like I said, I'm not going to have much of a voice left <laughs> the next day. You have something better Sorry, than like a just? Nokia brick phone. Because the last video you sent of one of your gigs was like three pixels max. <laughs> I'm like, what? was this recorded in 1992? Like, what? what's going on here? <laughs> I don't know what Does Australia, have they, have they not gotten to Androids and iPhones yet? Or like, what's going on here? <laughs> No, I think that was an iPhone, but one of the earlier models. <laughs> no shit! That was the iPhone 1 prototype. Yeah. That one didn't make it out of the lab. Yeah. No, I do have a better recording. Good. Use Good. Proper camera. So, but, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. We've Bought some new gear which we've been wanting to use and we never got the chance. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, we do. You're gonna do like one of those ones where it's first gate back, and you're just gonna wreck the stuff on the same night. <laughs> He's gonna rock out no. with his cock out. <laughs> no, we actually bought some wireless in-ear monitors, so right. we don't have the fold-back speakers on stage, which causes so much issue with feedback and stuff like that. Yeah. And the units we brought bought a uh, um, the audio quality is just amazing. Before, you couldn't hear much difference depending on how close you were to the microphone. It all sounded the same. Yeah. Now you can pick up the subtle difference as soon as you move away <coughs> from the microphone. It's just like, oh, wow, that's, cr that's crazy. Got to get my ass to Australia. So it's really weird. We're all, the three of us, is all in the same room, but we've all got the wireless headset in, so we talk through, all through, talk through the mic to each other. Someone else comes in and you start talking, you're still talking to them through the mic to them. <laughs> it's like uh, they can't hear what's coming through the yeah. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, <sighs> I, text, oh, no, I texted Charles good. to ask what Rex was barking at, but Dougie was talking about his band, and so I, I almost accidentally texted, what is Dougie barking about in there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just my band. <laughs> wolf. wolf. <laughs> what makes it even better is the fact that <laughs> a while ago, going back a, a, month, a few months ago now, the compilation we did of all like the characters called Dougie, they're all dogs. <laughs> yeah. No, so that and that's funny because that bonus episode that just you guys did, there was one like question or card where it was like you guys had to make oh, animal barked. noises and yeah, Dougie, Dougie immediately barked. defaulted to woof, woof, <laughs> woof. Yeah, he just started barking, yeah. <laughs> and then Charles, my dear, my beloved husband, did a ribbit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Charles, you know, like the main two pets or, you know, whatever people think of is cat and dog. Cat and dog. With the meow, you know. Yeah, but he got... This man was like, ribbit. He got to get the Pepe Council in there, you know? I was about to say he was thinking of the Pepe Council. Yeah, he's channeling them. It's fine. He doesn't have cats. He's got dogs in the Pepe Council. I can't even remember what animal noises I did on that episode. I can't I can't remember. I was too busy trying to think of U.S. states. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, become a patron on Patreon today. Yes. <laughs> Get that plug yes. in. There. I have always in. be plugging. <laughs> I never prepare small talk, but like I usually go in like having an idea of something that I want to mention from the previous week. But this time I'm like, I'm out. I'm ready. To, I'm so ready to get started on Amber's topic. Like well, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about anything that happened to me this week personally. Well, I just then, want to go into well then, why don't we just skip the bullshit and just jump straight into this? Oh my god, my nerves! Well, we're we giving Amber another thirty seconds. Are you going to send me my part of the script or not, Amber? We have a whole oh, dramatization yeah. planned. Oh yeah, let me go ahead and send that to her really, really quickly. <laughs> wait, you got a script? Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, there is a part of my um, episode where I am going to be referencing a nine one one phone call. Oh. Um, so. It's right. Okay, I see where this is going. Yeah, and so it would sound very, very silly for me to. Uh, Recite both, both parts. parts. 
So let me go ahead and mess. So this I'm making Amber do the dramatic the part. The other okay. Of course you would have the dramatic yeah, part. Is. Yes. <laughs> Why else? Okay. Jess, I'm just sending this to you in the jarred group chat. Boys, don't look at it. Okay. And I know every, everything I've got running right now is on airplane mode. So it, it's fine. Although my iPad, oh, has, my iPad has just lit up though, so I have just outed myself there. As soon as you sent that, that lit up. So we just, we just block that out. There we go. There we go. You go away. <laughs> okay, well, take it away, oh. Amber. We didn't do all those shots for nothing. Come on. No, no, we didn't. Okay, Over so. All right, so I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Last season, when we did a vote for between Urban Legends and Unsolved Mysteries, I'm not going to lie, I was very pissed that Unsolved Mysteries did not win, but it's fine because we're doing it now and I can talk about it now. Um, this case uh, will be 25 years old this year. Wow. This is Unsolved. Um, when me and Jess were talking last week and we were like, we've literally like been born into this. I mean, it. the this person is our inheritance. I'm referring to... <laughs> do, do what? So this is our inheritance. Yeah. So the person that I am uh, going to be speaking on is the unsolved mystery of the murder of John Benet Ramsey. Oh, Are you guys familiar? The name rings he a bell. Like... The name rings a bell. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to Google like I did with last season. <laughs> I mean, if anything, if you want to like just like look up her picture, that's fine. Because I might have to. I, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm going to be talking a little bit about her appearance, but that'll. You'll understand why. So most of the time, whenever you Google John Benet Ramsey, uh, one of the main descriptors that you see of her is that she was a American child model. Um, John Benny Ramsey was a beauty pageant little girl. Uh, John Benny Ramsey was born August. Hold on. Hello, my notes. There oh, we go. Oh yes, of August. Course. She was born August sixth, nineteen ninety, which is I'm less than a month older than her. Or. Would have been. It, either way. Um, born on August 6, 1990, to parents Patsy and John Bennett Ramsey, which, fun fact, that's how she got her name. She was named after a fa her father, a combination of his first and middle name. Thought that was a little... That's a bit egocentric, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what just happened to... Uh, Why is Dougie just... What's wrong with Dougie? Did he either drop off the camera or did he run out of the room? I just looked up and he'd gone. I thought, I thought, I thought I heard him kind of say, I'll be back in a minute. His audio is going to weird for me. Oh, there he is. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Dougie just the, disappeared. I wondered where he'd gone. <laughs> I said, don't mind me. I said, I, my, I forgot to put the, plug the power in from a laptop. Right. <laughs> it just reminded me that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of unsolved uh, mysteries, where the fuck did Dougie go? Where did Dougie go? Everybody's audio is still good. <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, but she was born to her parents, uh, Patsy and John, in Atlanta, Georgia. And by the time that 
she reached the age of six, um, the year that she died, uh, she was, in fact, a beauty queen. Um, her hair was just this golden blonde. Her bangs probably almost always feathered. My mom had a thing about feathering my bangs oh when my I was little. My first haircut I ever got, like, they did that to my bangs during the style <sighs> process, and I cried my fucking eyes out. Mom, if you're listening, I'm, you know what I'm talking about. You remember what you did to me. <laughs> yeah, why? Like, <laughs> shout out Jeanette for, like, she always fucking feathered my bangs, and I did not understand this shit, but whatever. Um... <laughs> Um, if you look at some of, uh, John Binet's, uh, pageant, pageant portraits, um, I noticed that, um, in some of the pageant portraits, um, she may have been made to wear, uh, color contacts because her eyes were naturally green, but in a lot of her pageant pictures, um, you could see that her eyes were in fact blue in some of them. And they're very vibrant uh, as well. Like very. Very, very. She was a very, very beautiful girl. Um... But she, she was, like, at that time, like, just the, she was the poster for, you know, little girl American beauty. Like, at the time that all of this happened, she became America's daughter. Um, by the time that John Bonet was a year old, uh, her family relocated from Atlanta, Georgia to Boulder, Colorado. Um... They located, because uh, of her dad's job, he was uh, the president of this company, uh, Access Graphics Headquarters, um, which later became a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin Corporation. Uh, they deal with, like, an American aerospace, defense, uh, information security, um, just a big, like, technological company. Um but when John Bonet was in Colorado, that's where her pageant career started. Um, and she was doing pageants from 1994 to 1996. And I have a list of all of her pageant accomplishments. Uh, she was Colorado State All-Star Kids pageant winner, April 1994. Um, Little Miss Charlotte Vaux. In July 1994, um, she also won Tiny Miss Beauty. Uh, that year was unknown. Um, America's Royal Tiny Miss Division title in July of 96. America's Royal Miss Colorado Dream Queen in July of 96. Miss Colorado Sunburst, October of 95. Sunburst National Pageant second place in August of 96. Colorado's Little Miss Christmas December 17th, 1996. And then the last pageant that she was ever in, Colorado's All-Stars Christmas Pageant, Medal for Talent, uh, December 22nd of 96. Um, so just December 22nd of 96, uh, 1996. Three days after that pageant, she's murdered. Yikes. I mean, At with a name like that and a face like that, it's like you're you're pretty much you're probably gonna groom your child to be a child star at some point. It's like the Britney Spears thing. Everyone in her family's named fucking Jamie, but then she's born to they're like, oh, Britney, but we're gonna spell it different because we're gonna make her a child star. Yeah, yeah. 
JonBenet, come on. <coughs> I mean, I just I don't even agree with hijinks to begin with, but no, it's weird. It, like that's just that's excessive, right there. I remember I and I remember being little and like some people telling my parents like, why don't you put her in pageants? And like in my mind, I'm thinking, don't no, please no. No. <laughs> no. No one ever told my parents that. I must have been fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Benet Ramsey, her body was discovered um, in the basement of her family home. And what I'm going to talk about this episode specifically, I'm going to talk about the night leading up to her murder. And basically the first several hours after and after her body is discovered. Um, I'm, I mentioned before that I was going to be covering her my entire season arc. Um, this episode, I'm really just setting the scene. Because I believe that how this situation was handled altogether makes a huge difference at, as to why this crime has never been solved. Um, so... Today, I'm just going to be setting the scene, setting the tone. Uh, my next episode, I'm probably going to go over evidence and maybe some theories. And then my last episode, I definitely want to go into some theories and what the hell I think. Because I have opinions. <laughs> We're all going to by the end of this one. Maybe we should have added a disclaimer <coughs> on your topic. Because there is someone involved in this story, Amber, you probably know, that recently mm-hmm. actually won a lawsuit for, like, hundreds of millions of dollars for, like, defamation or, like, slander mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So this is all, mm-hmm. this is all opinion, you guys. It's all, it's all alleged. That's <laughs> all opinion. Please and don't I sh- <laughs> We're we so have, poor. We have nothing to gain. <laughs> And I will go ahead and cite my sources for this episode. Um, Wikipedia.org, biography.com, pageantstarusa.blogspot.com, InTouchWeekly, reddit.com, romper.com, cnn.com, and bustle.com. Okay, so. The night of uh, December 25th, Christmas night of 96, uh, the Ramsey family which is to include Patsy, John, their son, Burke, who was aged nine at the time, and John Benet. They all attend a Christmas party um, that was hosted by family friends Fleet and Priscilla White. Uh, <laughs> they will come into play a little later, I promise. I hate that dude's name. I'm sorry. I, I do, too. Fleet I, White. It's, it's <laughs> Fleet White. Fleet. Anyway. Pardon me, I had to take a sip of water. Um, following the party, uh, when the Ramsey family arrived home, Patsy and John insist that John Bonet had already fallen asleep, like in the car on the way home, and that her and her brother were in the bed at, like, tentatively 10 p.m. that night, and that was the last time that they would report seeing her alive. <clears throat> so, two hours later, at around uh, midnight, so starting the very early morning of December 26th, their neighbor, Scott Gibbons, reports seeing a kitchen light on at the Ramsey home. And then a following two hours later at around 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, another neighbor, Melody, Melody Stanton, 
allegedly hears a scream coming from the Ramsey's home. Her husband then reported hearing sounds of metal on concrete and sometime after that, a scream. Years later, Melody is going to recant all that shit. She's going to say, well, I'm not really sure that I actually heard it that night. Maybe I had heard it, you know, the couple nights previous. I'm not sure if I even heard it at all. What difference does it make? Why wouldn't you call the cops? Like, I think, didn't she say she? it sounded like a child screaming? That's what she said? Like, I th- what, yeah, I think why that's, wouldn't you? I think that's how she described it. Like, why I don't, wouldn't you call the police either way? Like, what the yeah. fuck? Okay, weirdo. Yeah, I have opinions. We'll get to those another episode. <laughs> I'm really trying to, my best to, like, hold my personal opinions to, like, the last episode because <laughs> I don't know. Like, we I gotta feel like keep because... it impartial so the boys can form their own, and then that way you guys right. can compare and contrast at the end. Right, and the fact that there's so much information, I want to make sure that I get all the information out yeah. and then be like, now this is what the fuck I think. <laughs> anyway. So... <laughs> Three and a half hours later, at about 5.30 a.m., Patsy gets up to make coffee, and she reports finding a two-page note on the back staircase um, stating that John Bonet had been kidnapped. Uh, the note claims to be from a small foreign faction uh, demanding a ransom of about $118,000, which is what the note said. Um, I calculated due to about inflation right about now that's about $200,000 that's a very precise number 118000 there's a reason that will come into play later right. my man okay I promise um <laughs> uh, shortly after 5.45 a.m. so mind you I just said that she finds the note at about 5.30 it's now 5.45 about 15 minutes has passed um, Patsy calls the family friends that she was just at the party with the night previously. She calls them first before she calls anybody else. She calls Fleet and she calls Patsy and she calls Priscilla. Not only does she call them two, but she oh, calls another. Yeah, Mr. Fleet White. She calls them two and then she calls two more family friends. Uh, John and Barbara Fernie? Fernie. These people are very social life oriented, as the boys will find out as we go. Yeah, yeah. This was this this family was a family of socialites, I would say. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, read to you the ransom note. Um, it says, "Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business." but not the country it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want to see her, and if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to this letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate sized, um, attached to the bank when you get home you will put the money in a brown paper bag i will call you between 8 and 10 a.m tomorrow to instruct you on delivery 
The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you be rested. We, if we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery on, of the money and hence an earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be den denied her remains for a proper burial. Two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not, the two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you to not provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police or FBI, will resort in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You can try to deceive, to, to deceive us, but be warned, we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are, const are under constant scrutiny, as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory. And then it is um, signed with uh, the acronym SBTC. I didn't realize a ransom note would be a thesis. That that is everyone's thoughts on this situation. That is. Oh God, I want to. That's so. Okay, I'm gonna spoil something. I'm gonna spoil something right now, Ryan. This note was written in the Ramsey home. Yeah, that's not a. Like it was, like <laughs> that planned. <laughs> that's had thought put into it. Somebody has written five drafts of that and then gone, that's the final piece right there. Not somebody's gone, ha, bitch, I've got your daughter, pay $180,000. Amber, do you want this to like share it. with him like, how they knew it was from the family home? No, family no. Home? Okay. I don't want to share that yet. I don't okay. want to share that yet. But it, this note, you heard how long it was. You heard how detailed it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You... That note was written inside of the family home either around the time that John Benet was murdered, most likely. So, I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to speculate. This is just facts Whoa, today. Can I, can I, I add something theory. on? Can I add something on? Yes, that absolutely. I don't think it's a spoiler, but I heard that they brought in a few, I don't know who it was, but like there was a test done on a few people with that same mm -hmm. note and they were yes, asked yes. to write that note out and like nonstop writing. And it took like 25 minutes, I think, to write that note in its entirety without stopping. Yep. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's almost half an hour. Wow. That they were just in the family mm -hmm. home writing that note. That's a long ass time to write a note. Yeah. Mm, I Especially if you're an intruder in a strange home. I have theory mm -hmm. already, but I, I would like more evidence to, to back it up. Oh, I'm going to like this one. Okay, so. I told you that Patsy found the note at about 5.30 a.m. Yes. Now, right off the bat, if I found a note like that and my child was gone, 
I probably would immediately call the police. I might not call my family friends. That's just me. It's... I don't even know that I would call the authorities. No. I might. Like, like a, a letter like that sounds incredibly threatening. Like, I... I don't think I would call any. I mean, I can't say, you know, how I would react in that situation because I've never been in that situation. But if it right. were written on the walls, like almost quite literally, like, do not call the cops or your daughter dies, I wouldn't call anyone. Like, I would go to Charles and be like, what do we do here? Mm. Like, we need to figure yeah. out what to do yeah. about this because they're going to fucking kill our kid if we do any of this stuff. Yeah. I but doubt that Ramsey's, I would be calling... I doubt that I would be calling my family friends. I, I fucking know that much. Yeah. So, <clears throat> she discovers the note tentatively about 5.30 a.m. Um, at 5.52 a.m., uh, Patsy finally makes a phone call to the police. Um, Jess, if you wouldn't mind, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and start reading from the uh, transcript of the 911 phone call. Oh, I've got it pulled up. I'm ready to go. <coughs> I'm going to playing be the role re- of 911 dispatcher. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be reading for Patsy, and uh, Jess will be reading for the 911 dispatch. Police? What's going on, ma'am? 755 15th Street. What's going on there, ma'am? We have a kidnapping. Hurry, please. Explain to me what's going on, okay? There. We have a... There's a note left, and our daughter's gone. A note was left, and your daughter's gone? Yes. How old is your daughter? She's six years old. She's blonde, six years old. How long ago was this? I don't know. I just got the note, and my daughter's gone. Does it say who took her? What? Does it say who took her? No, I don't know. There's a, there's a ransom note here. It's a ransom note? It says SBTC, victory, please. Okay, what's your name? Are you Kath? Patsy Ramsey. I'm the mother. Oh, my God, please. Okay, I'm sending an officer over, okay? Please. Do you know how long she's been gone? No, I don't. Please, we just got up and she's not here. Oh, my God, please. Okay, call. Please send somebody. I am, honey. Please. Take a deep breath and... Hurry, hurry, hurry. Patsy? 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 At 5.59, seven minutes after that phone call was made, an officer arrives on scene. The first of many of Boulder Police Department's finest. And I say that with a big grain of salt when I go into what I'm about <laughs> I was like, to go was into. Was that sarcasm? <laughs> okay. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. I was like, are you, were you saying that sarcastically? Oh, that was sarc. <laughs> no, that was sarcastic as fuck. That was sarcastic as fuck. <clears throat> but I do, I, and I do want to point this out because I'm still kind of hyped from Jess's last episode. Like that type of response time. Someone got there in like seven minutes, and it's like. Already, everyone is on top of being there for this little... For, and, I mean, they should be, but they should be like this for fucking everyone. Yeah. If you can be this responsive for a blonde-haired, green-eyed child, do it for the ones of color, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And that's my PSA on that. All right. <sighs> this is where <laughs> this is where it's going to get really frustrating and I'm going to get really pissy. <laughs> and the reason I'm going to get particularly pissy is because I I have some criminal justice under my belt in terms of my degree and the way that this was handled was even for early 90s standards what happened is not okay so between the hours of 6 a.m and 8 a.m four more officers come up on a scene oh that was weird can y'all hear me yeah 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 okay my headphones just made a weird noise anyway so, between six and eight, four more officers come. Um, so, the Whites, the Fernies, uh, another gentleman, uh, Reverend Hoverstock, also come on the scene. So, that's both sets of the family friends that uh, Miss Patsy called. And a reverend that someone has called. And there's victim advocates and there's crime scene investigators all present inside of the home. Inside. Inside. From where John Bonet was kidnapped. Which is a crime scene. A crime scene. Like, just all of these people. So, right. shortly after, at about 10 o'clock, uh, the first detective on the case, Linda Arndt. Arndt? Arndt? I can't say her name. Um, she immediately starts investigating whenever she gets to the house, but again, it's about 10 o'clock at this point, and she immediately starts her investigation. Okay. Has the kidnapper called in to at claim 10, the ransom? Amber? Don't make me go into opinions yet, Jess, please. <laughs> I'm She's just tempting saying, me. What, what, what time did they say they were going to call? Well, they called at, what, 5.52. Someone shows up on scene around 6 o'clock. Then four more officers come on no, at 8 o'clock. And uh, then this bitch shows up at 10. I'm saying, what time did the kidnappers say they were oh. going to call? Well, that, that was supposed to be for the next day. Anyway. Okay. So, at 10.30 a.m., John Ramsey, John Benet's father, he goes missing for about an hour. Uh, he leaves the house to go pick up the mail. Um, it's later determined that that really couldn't be true because the house, the mail was delivered through the slot in the door. So he just goes missing for an hour. As you do. I never heard that one. Do I? I've never, I never heard about that. That's, that's the, it's, it's, Yeah. I've also learned new information while going through this. It's, it's something. <clears throat> so at about 1 o'clock, so now we've gone from about 10, 10.30 to 1 o'clock. We're kind of jumping. Uh, the detective tells Mr. Ramsey after that he's resurfaced that they are going to be conducting a search of the house. They allow John White, or they allow uh, John John Ramsey and his friend Fleet White to also participate in the search of John Benet. 
Or at least a search of the house. All right. Okay. This is where it's going to get very sad. At 1.05 p.m., John and Fleet discover John Benet's body in the spare room in the basement. She's suffered a skull fracture um, and, str and strangulation. Um, her mouth and neck are bound with duct tape, um, which the investigators just removed right there on scene. I thought John did that. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. He, he removed on scene. Um, her body is also tampered with when she's picked up and carried upstairs as soon as she's found. Oh, I have many issues with that. Wasn't it also that... that the the basement was the first place the, that Detective Arndt told... Or, no, that's the first place they, that John and Fleet searched after Detective Arndt told them to conduct their own self-investigation, like, keep them pre... Like, I guess she was trying to keep them busy or something, so she was like, okay, if it'll make you feel better and get you out of my hair, go search the house. And then that was the first place they went to, was that room in the basement. Mm -hmm. The very first place they searched it's is where they found her. Almost a bit too convenient. Well, not even that. I, 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 fits very fucking nicely for them, by the sounds of it. There's this really cool app called Crime Door, I believe, and you, it's, it uses the VR on your phone, and you can walk through all these big, famous crime scenes. They've been reconstructed based on crime scene photos and things like wow. that. And John Benet's was one of those that you could like virtually walk through. That area was so bizarre. Amber, did you did you look on that app at that I did. That was a really strange basement area. I don't understand how if if she was there the whole time why she would have been missed. Right, because the the room that she was found in, it's like at the end, like you go down the stairs and it's like this little basement area with like the water heater or whatever. It was nothing to write home about. And then right there, right in front of you is the door to the quote unquote wine cellar that John kept bragging about, even though it was just literally trash and clutter in that room. But mm -hmm. the cops had searched down there and they were like, oh, well, we saw that door, but we didn't go in. It's like there's nothing else in that basement except for that door. Like what? Mm. What? Why did you not go in? Yeah. Yeah, you're doing an investigation. There's a door. Yeah. Go and see what's on the There's other side. There's a missing... Yeah. There's a yeah. missing child. Yeah. Maybe go behind the door. Yeah, children will go anyway. If you, what, you know. At 1.30, about almost half an hour after her body's discovered, um, Boulder policeman Ron Walker and Larry Mason arrive and search the basement and wine cellar. Uh, for further clues into John Benet's death, uh, they finally secure the home, preventing anyone else from going in and out of the fucking house, which they should have done to begin mm. with. <sighs> yeah. And at 1.40 p.m., it's alleged that John Ramsey calls his pilot and is heard asking to prepare a plane to Atlanta. 
Uh, meanwhile, law enforcement instructs the family not to leave town. At 1.45 p.m., uh, heeding the officer's warning, uh, the Ramseys leave the house, but with plans to stay at the Fernie's home um, and not flying back to Atlanta. Um, at about 2.30 p.m. that day, police conduct an interview with John Bonet's brother, Burke, which reveals the nine-year-old had allegedly slept through uh, the night um, and slept through anything that could have possibly happened. He didn't hear or see anything is what he, um, is what he said in his interview. And at some point after questioning her brother, um, John Ramsey is advised to procure an attorney. <coughs> I, I, I have issues. Well, you're going to have a... Well, go ahead and air them out because that's the end of my notes because I wanted to end on a so, cliffhanger because there are... Yeah, I, yeah, let's talk. So once again, the same as last week, he is immediately... With, with just last week, as soon as somebody is asked to get a lawyer or wants a lawyer or an attorney, whatever, immediately, ding, 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 fucking alarm bells are going off all over the place, okay? Suspicious as fuck, number one. Secondly, I don't have a kid, and I don't plan on it anytime soon. But if I did, the last thing I'd do is if they showed up either missing or dead, the last thing I'd do is be on the phone to the airline company and go and get me out of the country. State. What is the logic behind it? Where, where are you going to go? Why? Yeah, and he, and he, it's not, and he didn't even want to leave the country. He just wanted to fly to the other side of the country. Their home. Um, which, yeah, their home, because that's where they're from, Atlanta, Georgia. And if I'm not mistaken, that's actually where John Bonet is buried, is Atlanta. And they at least had her funeral there, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, but, that yeah. doesn't just, that just doesn't add up, like. There's an active investigation and crime scene going on, and the first thing you're thinking is, "Well, well, better go back home." It's no, you you stay where it's actively and currently going on if you're needed for further investigations. Especially the fact that your daughter was found dead in your basement. Yeah. While you were home. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that's oh. a little weird. Yeah. This whole case, it was just, it was the perfect storm for whoever actually did it. It was, it was bad police work, Very. super shady parents, but there were also so many factors that pointed in so many different directions. It's like, just when you think you've settled on one opinion, you find out something they, else and you're like, ooh, that's weird. That changes things a little bit. And this is, and that's. It's part of the reason why I have wanted to split up what I'm talking about in certain parts of these episodes because there are so many ways that this case could go. And almost every avenue has been discussed. It's been tried. It's been there. There's there, there's a lot to this case. Like I said... I am only a... I'm, I'm not even a month older than this girl. Um, and as me and Jess previously discussed, when this was going on, my parents very much kept me in the loop of what was happening with this case. 
and it was always under the guise of, you know, honey, we love you. We want you to be aware of stranger danger. See what happened to this little girl, and you're yeah. just as pretty as her. That could happen to you, too. And <laughs> while, I, while maybe that wasn't the best way to be told uh, and to be made aware of stranger danger, um, this has just always been a... This is probably... My first introduction into true crime, for one. It's probably my first introduction into, um, you know, unwavering anxiety. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been, this this case has been a constant dark cloud looming over our lives. Especially as women around the age of 30 who grew up in America around the same age as John Bonet. It's like your parents fully exposed you to it, whereas mine were on the totally opposite end of the spectrum. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it except what I saw on tablo- tabloids in the grocery store. And I even mentioned this to my mom a couple weeks ago. I'm like, you know, we're talking about the John Bonet case. And I was like, yeah, like Amber's parents, they fully exposed her to it so that she would kind of understand how the situation was, you know, dangerous and it can happen to anyone. And I'm like, I don't really remember you talking to me about that case or like telling me anything about it. And she's like, well, we didn't Me and your dad didn't think that you should know about that stuff at that age. Like, <laughs> you know, you were too young to know what was going on there. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But, um, I mean, it's one of those things, like, like I said previously, when you grow up, around mine and Amber's age or age group and you're an American female, it's like you're going to hear about this case and see it your entire life. I mean, you still cannot go into a grocery store without John Bonet being on the cover of at least one tabloid. Wow. It has been like that every single day since this happened 25 years ago. Wow. It's just one of those things that it drives America nuts. That, like that no deal. one can, that that no one can figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, like with the we'll we'll we will pro- honestly we will probably never officially know. That's kind of what's sad about this case, is yeah. and that's just due to how, I mean, I just explained to you what happened with the crime scene. The ins and outs, people coming in and out. That pretty much just destroyed. There's a lot of that was. I mean, it it just it destroyed a lot of physical evidence, for sure. With the regards to the dad picking up his daughter and taking her out of the room, on one side, I can see a parent reacting like that, finding their child taped up, taking Mm -hmm. the tape off, and then Yeah. yeah, removing it. Taking her back to absolutely, but he also should have never. But on the other side is that you're just ruining any evidence that there might be prints and this and And, the other. Yeah, you've just. And I'm one thousand percent would expect a emotional father to react that way. I would expect yeah. if even if it were me in that situation, I would probably want to react that same way too. But at the same time, no one should be allowing me, a mother that is in you know despair yeah. and is in a vulnerable place. I don't know where my child is. No one should be allowing me to try to search for her. Yeah. 
Especially um, if I have no. called an authority that is supposed to be doing it for me. Yeah. No, like, oh, so I, you know, you need to go keep yourself busy. Go search for her. What? No. Where was the night? Where was the night found? It was found on a staircase. Not the basement so staircase. Not, not the basement. No. Staircase. Okay. No. Um. But, but yeah, so like, the cops get there. They interview the parents and then go, okay, we need to just do a quick search of the house. Stay mm-hmm. here. Don't go anywhere. That's what should have happened. Yeah. They did. I That's agree. the problem. The cops searched the house like the first time and then they they admitted they ignored that room in the basement. That's why they didn't find her. And then later on, the detective oh, who was okay. still there told John, oh, like, keep yourself busy. Go search the house for yourself. Like, just, you know, take things off your mind. Keep and from pacing around. First. Yeah. Which, Amber, did you... Conveniently. Uh, there was one documentary that I watched that I think it had Detective Arndt in it. Did you happen to catch that one? Honey, I, pr- I probably have. I've watched so many. Well, there was something that she said that I just have not been able to stop. I want to make, make sure that I'm not stepping on the toes of your notes by mentioning what she said here. Oh, no, you're fine. But, Go for it, dude. Um, she made a comment in this interview she did for this documentary where when John came back up the stairs with John Bonet's body... And I guess he placed her on the floor in front of the Christmas tree and, like, took the tape off her mouth or whatever. Um, The detective, she made a comment that some kind... I mean, besides the obvious that they had just found a little girl's body, like, there was some kind of energy shift or something. And she was genuinely concerned. She was counting the bullets in her gun because she thought that they might not leave that house alive when he came back upstairs with John Bonet in his arms. Wow. Like, she was implying that he had done something, or he posed some sort of a threat. Like, she was like, I was sitting there counting the bullets in my gun to make sure I could defend myself if I needed to. Mm. Like, and whoever did this, they couldn't have picked a better day. Literally, out of 365 days in the year, they picked Christmas night. Boulder is such a wealthy town... They probably had never seen a crime of this magnitude. Like, they probably were not equipped for it at all. Like, I know what, like, we shit on the shitty police work of all of this, but they were probably ill-equipped for a crime like this. Mm. And on Christmas, I mean, I think the police department, they even admitted that, like, they didn't have their best cops on duty because it was Christmas night. Like, it was just a bunch of rookies in there. So. Yikes. Yes, wow. one would have messed up. Very, very. It's very sickening. It's 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 very disturbing. It's very sad. Um, but also, there is a lot of theories that can be thrown around there. But uh, we we need more. We 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 need more. Oh, no. um, I love this one. It's like you can dig and dig and dig and think you found the bottom of it, and then surprise, you haven't. Yeah, and then you're like. More. Fuck, will this ever end? And no, it doesn't. It never actually ends. Great. Go. I've s- no, which, again, that's that, that's kind of why I, I chose this to just do a whole arc on because it's. There's just so much to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've seen a few documentaries about, about this one already, and 
it's one thing watching them. You know, sometimes it's on. I would admit, sometimes it's on just as background noise. Um, but I think this time, actually being involved in it is in listening along and theorying along. I think yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, damn, fuck. Well, sorry to make it a bummer and also interesting. I, well, yeah, no, it, it, no, I mean, what? Yeah. I had a stroke there. <laughs> interesting to the hear what thing... else you've got to come out with. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man, you guys are in for Dude, a ride. It's, it's, you, I, you really are. I, I mean, this... that already, I mean, the, the cliffhanger you just left us on there, the fact that he's been advised by, what was it, his brother? To get in it. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who advised him to procure the attorney, but he, yeah. But he somebody has told him advised. that he needs it. I mean, again, the same logic as last week with Jess. It's smart to get an attorney, and it's safer to do it that way. But also at the same time, you look funky. You looking? Yeah, you're looking guilty. You got shit to hide. It, yeah. So I'm. I'm yeah, not, Amber hasn't even given you guys. Well, more the so the fact that yet. he tried to. Uh, Autopsy, the, the we haven't even really gotten into. Oh, I know. This is what I mean. Uh, already, it. we're procuring, you know, put piecing together oh, theories, man. and we really only have the smallest piece of the puzzle. We, yeah. This is one of those where if I go on too deep of a dive with it, if I become too obsessed with it, it's like I just I can't get enough. Like I'm searching like the PlayStation store for <laughs> any media, like any streaming apps that have any kind of John Bonet documentary or John Bonet episodes or like it's like once dude, I when, and, and, I, and, and I also dude. love that. Dude, and I also love that and it's like I told you earlier, fucking if I say something and you've got something to tack on or correct me with, by all means absolutely do it oh, because the unfortunate Dude, the unfortunate <laughs> thing about this like, oh, case is this. that, yeah, because of like the fact that there is so much to this, this case and the fact that it is so mm. old, there's so much information. It's easy to fuck it up whenever you're retelling yeah. it. So, by all means, if you want to interject or correct me with something, please do it. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, I was taking notes the whole time. I'm like, okay, if she doesn't mention this, I'm going to write this down and make sure to mention it after. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. Now I want to go totally watch John Bonet stuff. I hope I've entertained you and not sad. you. No, no, you. you've definitely entertained me. It's, oh, it's... As saddening as the yeah, case very is, it's not... It's going to be... Yeah, yeah it, it has intrigued me more. I mean, it is I, sad, yeah. Yeah, but it's just... It is definitely very intriguing. Um, but what's frustrating well, me now is the fact that I've got to wait four weeks now <laughs> before I get anything else on this. So, yay. Well... I'm 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 very glad that this uh, this and I'm I, I will go ahead and say my therapist thought that it was a good idea for me to do this topic. <laughs> well, there we go then. We, which I mean, because you know I'm in there. You know I, I'm not I'm not ashamed of the therapy game. I love Miss Kim. Shout out. Um, 
when whenever she you know when you get into the nitty-gritty stuff and you know I do suffer with anxiety and you know a whole you know litmus of other things and she she asked you know what what's probably the earliest recollection that you have of like a certain fear or you know the first you know thought of anxiety and it it's this case. It really is. Because like I said, this was my first introduction into true crime. Um, this is how I learned about stranger danger. Yeah. This is, you know, and I think I think, I think my parents did their best. I think that they were well-intentioned. I think maybe it could have been handled a little differently. But I, I did learn. Um, I didn't go off with strangers. And, um, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, my parents didn't, like... My parents didn't tell me about the John Monet case, and I didn't go off with strangers either. It's like two very different parenting techniques. Yeah. Now you're scared yeah, of everything, and I'm scared of nothing. So I'm gonna. Yeah, I am. I am absolutely terrified of everything. I'm gonna ask my mum in the morning over breakfast, like, "How did you teach me about stranger danger?" She'd just be like, "No, I just let you run on your own." Just run oh no. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't teach you. Hold on. I'm gonna, I'm- Hold on. Wait. I do. I do remember another way that I was taught about Stranger Danger, and I'm going to expose the fuck out of Jeanette right now. Oh, is it the grocery store story? <laughs> so, my mom and I were grocery shopping. I was a little thing. I can't remember how old I was. I had to be maybe, maybe I'll say between like four and five. Four to six to be forgiving. Um... I, I I wandered off while uh, we were grocery shopping, and I, like, started, you know, just doing my own thing, just walking. And um, all of a sudden, uh, someone kind of comes up behind me and grabs me. And they put their hand around my mouth, and they dragged me down a couple aisles, and I didn't know what to do. I was scared. And um, by the time that they had stopped and set me down and turned me around to face them, it was my mom. <laughs> and she kindly let me know. That uh, if uh, she had been someone else and not my mom, that sh- I would probably never see her again. And I'm telling you right now, to this day, if I go into a grocery store with that woman, I don't leave her side. <laughs> I can't blame you. That is a fucking good tactic well, to do. Well, I, I guess it worked, but that is harsh. It's extreme. <laughs> Just a little. It's extreme. Yeah, now it's she's fun. scared of everything. Look at her. Well, I can't, I can't look at her because I can't see her camera. But... No, I can't see her. Yeah, my, cam- my camera has screwed up. I was trying to fix it and I've let it go. I, I, I got but, it. yeah. yeah it's extreme as fuck and it would terrify you, but it's a very good way of teaching you. It was a tactic. It was a tactic for sure. Yeah. Wow. Well. Oh, I feel like I've just let you yes, all get just really a little peek inside my brain. I love it. Nowadays. <laughs> yes. Yes, I just hope <laughs> I just hope this John Monet series of yours really really picks up traction because when I was on a John Bonet deep dive a couple months ago, I was looking for podcasts that covered the topic really well. Mm-hmm. And I actually did not find that many. Like there was, you know, my favorite murder, they touched on it, and then the last podcast on the left, they did a great episode on it. But there weren't a whole lot that covered it to my liking anyway. There were a lot of um I'm not going to talk badly about other podcasts, but yeah. No, we don't talk ill of um, There were only a couple of great. That's what I'll say. Uh, so maybe we can edge our way in there. Well, let's do it some justice then. Good job, Amber. So mm. far. Thank for, you. Just, just for the first episode on it alone. Like, yeah. So. Well, next up, we're going a little bit out of order next week, yeah. right, guys? It's going to be... Yeah. 
Dougie it's next week. Dougie next week, yeah. I'm not going to be here because I'm getting drunk at a wedding. Yes, Jess going to be off partying and celebrating. And Dougie, what have you got in store for us? Just a, just a bit of a tease. That's a mystery. Wait, is it? <laughs> you guys have to tune mystery. in and find out. No fucking it's shit. It's an unsolved mystery. <laughs> <laughs> We've just got a jar slogan right there. What's season five for our it give us a, give us a teaser. Well, it's, it's an unsolved mystery, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I look forward to it either way. <laughs> At this point, it could be an unknown mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's definitely an unknown mystery right now. <laughs> <laughs> well... Awesome. Anything we want to add? I was just thinking that. I I mean, I do feel that I'm not going to do as much, do as good as the ladies are doing. Theirs, but I'll try my best. Naturally, have you seen us? I'm not the best at with investigating and stuff like that. Let's be honest. The ladies have been better at everything than us anyway, Dougie. Let's be honest. But... uh, yeah. <laughs> That's just nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ladies are more inquisitive with their mind. I just minds hope I don't let our listeners down too much. Yeah. <laughs> ladies are more inquisitive with their mind and they're more deeper thinkers and they can explain everything a lot more because no, you remember No, me and Amber are just borderline every, serial killers. Because you remember every single fucking detail. <laughs> Those men were a little bit more simplified, a little bit more running on low-capacity mode because it's easier. You're only saying that because you thought that I was going to be out for three weeks straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for outing me. Yes, I thought you were out. The weekend I was out, and then last weekend, and I could have sworn you were out tonight. But no, it's next weekend. And I bet I'll still get that wrong somehow. You heard it here first, folks. Ryan's trying to edge me out of jar. Let's take a vote and see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, I'm being I'm the one being edged out at this rate. <laughs> no, but you're being edged though. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I'm fucking riled up for nothing, thanks. Well, I guess I'll close it out then. On that note, yes. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Okay, guys. Um, what's all the stuff again? <laughs> Go to our website, <laughs> you- jarredpodcast.com. Find us on Instagram at jarredpodcast. Find us on Twitter at jarredofficial. Facebook group, jarred posting. Now it just sounds like I'm saying random words. It's all true, though. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not jumping in. Anytime I do it, I mess it up. Uh, yeah, so shh. <laughs> Uh, leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash jarred. Buy some merch from our store on jarredpodcast.com. Uh, become a patron on our Patreon. I don't know the link to that, so find it yourself. Patreon slash jarredpodcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one I do know. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google. Please rate, review, subscribe, download, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Get us to the top. Thanks. Bye. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christ. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>